Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast. We optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All Around Joe Podcast, I'm going to be giving you five reasons why you're not why you're working out but not building ab definition that you would like to have. And this is a great topic because I find that after people get to know me a little bit, then they will ask me this question, like what is or what are the best exercises for building my abs up? And the truth of the matter is that nobody ever wants to hear the real answer. They don't want it because it's something different than what they're doing. But I'm going to give you the five main reasons that you can use to flip the script and start building the ab definition that you've always wanted. And Hopefully, you are like a sponge and you don't care what the answers are. You just want to get those abs. And that's how I was when I first started learning and doing this like bodybuilding routine because when you want to build up a muscle like your abs or get leaner or whatnot, it is bodybuilding. We all can think bodybuilding is being this huge, massive person that we see in the Mr. Olympia contest. That is bodybuilding competitions. But anytime you want to change your body composition, you are focusing on bodybuilding. I'm sorry if that rubs you the wrong way, but if you are going to the gym to look good, you are a bodybuilder. Sorry, that's it. So we're going to talk about some bodybuilding principles today around abs so that we can help you to break through that question of why you're not building up your abs the way that you would like to. And it will be potentially very enlightening and hopefully something that you can implement immediately and start getting progress from today, tomorrow, the next year, next five years, whatever. And you can build off of that. Before we get into this, this podcast is brought to you by the Get Better Project, my online at-home training program where you can just plug yourself in and start doing the workouts. And if you're doing them with the right intensity and using me as your coach, you can build abs. I pretty much guarantee if you listen to everything that I'm doing and assuming that you have the genetics to actually have abdominal muscles, some people have completely flat abs without the little ridges in them, then we can get you to that point. I can get you there. No questions about it, but you have to listen to what I say. You have to do the workouts. You have to work hard, all that fun stuff. So if you'd like to try out two weeks of the Get Better Project, which will in no way get you close to finding your ab definition, you go over to thegetbetterproject.com slash two weeks, and we will get you started. And the reason why the Get Better Project works so well is because you can do workouts that will get you amazing results, just a couple dumbbells and a kettlebell. And I work with you every single week or me or one of my coaches works with you every single week in order to figure out why you are or are not reaching your goals. Because it's not just about working out and eating right. It's about your whole life circle. It's about how you're sleeping, how much stress you have, how you are eating. Yep. And if you're hitting your nutritional goals, how hard you're working out, if your body is injured or not injured, what your energy levels are. We look into all these different detailed things that give you the full round picture. It's like this, if you've ever done one of those wheel of life things where like if your wheel is all tens and it rolls really well, but if you've got like a 10 in working out hard, a two in sleep, a five in energy levels, you're going to be running down the road really bumpy, creating a lot of inflammation, and you're not going to be recovering enough in order to support that 10 on the workouts. Does that make sense? So in the Get Better Project, we we attack all that stuff. So get your two free weeks at the getbetterproject.com slash two weeks. And that's all I got for you today. Now we're going to jump right into the five reasons why you're working out but not building ab definition. First of all, if you're doing any kind of traditional magazine type workout, unless it's like a massive bodybuilding routine, you're probably doing too many repetitions and not enough weight. 
meaning that you're not creating a stimulus to grow. So I remember going down this road as well because a lot of people you know, said that that's what you should do. Your abs are endurance muscle, so do a whole bunch of reps. The truth is if your abs are endurance muscle and you do a whole bunch of endurance reps, it doesn't create bigger, more defined abs. It just creates better endurance in your abdominal muscle. So if you're the type of person that's like, I do 500 crunches or 100 crunches every morning or whatnot, you're probably feeling your abs and you're creating a bunch of proprioception, which is great. So like your mind muscle connection, which is awesome, but it's not stimulating any kind of growth to make those things any better other than the fact that you're going to be really good at doing crunches. You're going to be able to endurance master at crunches. High five. It doesn't look good on the beach. So what you need is to create stimulus. And just like any other muscle, like if you want to build up big biceps or whatnot, you have to stimulate that muscle group by creating a environment to encourage growth. And what that means is that you're probably going to want to be in a rep range that will do that. And you need to stimulate that by getting away from doing those high rep movements and getting into doing lower repetition, heavier weight style of movements. So if you are not creating the stimulus, number one, Number two, you're doing way too many reps. You need to be doing much fewer reps. Think about doing eight to 15 repetitions and figuring out a way to get that towards failure. So if we're trying to build up muscle definition and and build bigger muscles, like in this case, build bigger abdominal muscles so that you can see them better um, without having to lose all of your body fat, then you're going to have to create, like I said, that environment. So think about doing things that are going to attack those like deadlifts. Deadlifts, the muscles in the abs are a bracing muscle, so you want to contract them and do heavy movements. Crunches and things like that, they weren't. They do that, but they're not fully designed to get the most out of it. If you were to set up a muscular stimulation test on your abs, you're going to get the most out of them by bracing, by doing things like if you want to do lesser weight movements. You do things like planks. You do planks on a physio ball, that type of stuff. And then you build up to heavy deadlifts, heavy squats. Anything that's going to challenge your core directly with a heavy amount of weight, you're going to reach failure in 8 to 15 repetitions. That's where you want to be. And then you can slow those down to get more time under tension. So for example, in our program, we do a bodybuilding day usually once a week where we'll take, let's say, deadlifts. So we'll have two 50-pound dumbbells for me. It depends on what kind of weight you're going to be using. Everybody's going to be a little bit different. But I'll hold on to two 50-pound dumbbells, which are not heavy for me. I could probably do 100 reps in a row, but I'm going to slow it down and do it on one leg. So I'm going to make it harder by one leg only. I'm going to slow it down by doing like three seconds down, three seconds up, and then I'm going to take away the rest period. So I'm going to make the rest period much shorter than I would usually. So the time under tension goes up massively for the amount of total work time that we are doing or time that we are working. So that creates more stimulus for that particular muscle group, right? Or another more direct way of stimulating abs would be something if you want to stick with traditional ab style exercise, which is fine, I like to sprinkle them in. You're getting the most bang for your buck out of the bracing exercises. But let's say you do leg lifts. So you're going to want to hold on to something, you're hanging from something, and you lift your legs up as high as you can, and you want to slowly lower them down so it's all under complete control because you want to get the eccentric portion of the movement, which is going to be the part that is causing the micro tears in the muscle, which is going to cause them to grow and come back bigger and badder. So doing a crunch, you almost never are going to get that. You could use an ab machine, right? Like you get in the ab machine, you put your arms in and you crunch over like that, and it's you adjust the weight and you get it really heavy, that would work. That would totally work. It's not going to be the most effective, but if I was trying to build the best abs possible, I would do a 
plethora of these things. I would stick with the large multi-joint movements because it's going to stimulate not only the ab development, but it's also giving me the most hormonal bang for my buck and total fat burning bang for my buck. And then I'd go into the more auxiliary style movements like the weighted ab machine, the leg lifts, toes to bar, that type of thing uh, down the road. But I would also make sure that those are only coming up well, it's a variety of things. You want constantly varied, ideally, but you're going to make sure that you're hitting failure in the 8 to 12 repetition range on the bodybuilding-specific style of days. Number three, you're just not working out hard enough. That is something that I hate to say to people, but I will when they ask me this question. You get somebody that comes up to you like, yeah, they're, you know, they're skinny, but they're trying to get more definition. You can just tell that the type of person that goes to the gym and they get on the machines or they use the dumbbells, but they're not really pushing it. Because if they were, their debt muscles would have a much harder, more defined look to them because they've been through the fire. They've been to the war. They, you can tell when you look at somebody you're like, man, that person works hard. Um, that is something that you have to bring to the table. You need to work really hard. Your intensity has to bring intensity. Our body and life in general, change doesn't happen without hard, hard work. So you need to get used to working really hard, especially with these particular types of things. When you reach failure at that 10 repetition mark, you want to try and go to 12. See if you can find some way to dig deeper, to push harder into that failure component because some part of the failure is coming from our brain. So if you can shut off the brain or push through the brain barriers in order to get into those next repetitions, you're going to cause more muscular changes in your body. Does that make sense? So you want to have great form. And then once that form is in place, you want to work really hard. And most people that I see that are looking for these types of adaptations are just simply not working hard enough. I mean, even if you're doing the wrong thing, working really hard, you're going to get great results or you're going to get good results. If you want great results, you do work really hard doing the right thing. And there you have it. So that is number three. You probably are not working hard enough. Number four, you're training hard, but you're not recovering. Okay. So hard chargers, if you are one of those hard chargers are working really hard, you're like, man, Joe, I'm working really hard in the gym. I'm doing what you're saying. I'm doing deadlifting. I'm, um, you know, hitting rep ranges that you recommend, but I'm just not getting the results that I want. And then you find out and you look at the full circle, which is something we do in the Get Better Project. And you're like, man, you're sleeping. You're reporting that you're sleeping a five out of 10. That's just not going to cut it. And you're high stress. Your body is producing so much cortisol and it's in so much of a fight or flight rather than a rest and recover stage of your of your life that you're not going to get results. You're just going to keep burning that candle at both ends. So you have to have a balance, meaning that you have to work really hard and then you have to, number one, be able to sleep really well and number one, be able to ha- number two, be able to handle stress well. And number three, you're going to have to be able to have the diet that's going to support all of this muscular growth and changes. So if you are not recovering or resting well, you're not going to have the changes. You could be crushing it in the gym. But if you're sleeping bad, if you're just not a good sleeper, and don't get me wrong, you people that say that they're not good sleepers usually means, and I know that there are some little, there are some, you know, diseases and other things that come into play with sleep, but it's not common. Most people that have sleep issues just haven't worked on it. Simple as that. If you have a sleep issue, the nine out of 10 of you are just haven't worked on it. You haven't made your room completely pitch black or put on uh, a sleep mask. You haven't optimized the temperature of your room, meaning that it is cold enough for you to sleep well, okay? You haven't quieted or created a quiet enough environment for you to sleep well. 
okay? You are looking at devices too late at night. You're putting too much blue light on your eyes to sleep well. It was an amazing thing when I went to the Grand Canyon for 14-day all-rafting adventure. The second night my body had adapted to being out there, to not being in sc- on screens and computers and everything like that at night. It was that fast. It happens that freaking fast for you. And this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm telling you, you're going to have to you know, work really hard for a long time to build up these ab definition that you want. But with getting your sleep and your circadian rhythm right, it can happen that fast if you change the environment to what it should be. So if you change the environment, like if you step out like I did, or create an environment where you step into it and there's no screens, right? There's the, the, the sun goes down, and when that happens, or at some point a few hours before you're going to go to bed, the screens and all the blue light disappears, meaning the lights in your house are not white light. They're red light or no light. As soon as you take all of that pollution out, all of the noise, all of that other stuff, your body flips almost immediately into this way of going and down-regulating and sleeping really hard. It's amazing. It's amazing. So if you have the ability to change your sleep environment, black it out, cool it down, shut off the sound or put in earplugs, put on a sleep mask and sleep or get rid of your devices like two hours before you're going to go to bed and shut down and shut off all your lights. What I but I mean by that is either dim them or turn them off entirely and just get used to the dark, no TV or anything like that, and or have a red light so the red light doesn't affect you the same way the white light does. So it will completely change your life. Trust me. So I'm ranting and raving on this sleeping stuff because it's so important and could be why a ton of you are missing this ab definition that you you should have. A lot of times, uh, also, when you see somebody that works really out really hard and they like you know are jacked, but then they take their shirt off and they got this little pooch thing on there, that's usually going to be caused by something like that. It means that it's usually from a cortisol, too much cortisol. So your your body is adapting, but it's also producing body fat and not burning through the body fat the way that it should be because you have this whole imbalance in your rest recovery situation. So a lot of people will even say, oh, when I got to 40 and started developing this, like, well, yeah, because, you know, you start to talk with them how you're sleeping, how you stress, blah, blah, blah. You realize that it's not that their metabolism is just downregulating. It's that their whole life they've been pushing into this overtraining zone of the cortisol. And obviously there's all these different factors, but I've just seen this factor come up many, many times in these types of people that like to blame it on aging metabolism. So you can blame it on that if you want, or you can just make some changes, sleep better, live longer, have more enjoyable life every day um, by optimizing your sleep. It seems like something that we should do. uh, Everybody, we should really just focus and get really anal about it. The fifth, the fifth reason that you are not seeing the ab results that you would like, even though you're working out, is because you're expecting results too fast. People will get into the gym. They're like, I've got three months. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do this program and it's going to get me these results. I'm sorry, but you need to have a long-term mindset for things like this because you may be the type of person that steps into the perfect routine and you're able to optimize your sleep and you're able to optimize your diet and you're able to optimize your stress and you're working hard enough and all of these things come into play. And then in three months, maybe you could you know, start seeing your great ab definition. But did you hear how many things had to be perfect in order for that to happen? 
it's hard. It's really hard, especially if you're living a normal life and you have a job or you have kids or something like that. It's much better to take a long-term approach, optimize, and really make a habit of one thing at a time so you get really good at working hard. And maybe on the side, we're also working on getting your sleep optimized, okay? And then we're looking at other things like, all right, what are the exercises that you are doing? How are you feeling about those particular things? How many repetitions are you doing? So we start to knock each of these particular things down one at a time, then we come back around. All right, you're you know improving. Now let's dial in your nutrition even more. So you taking a long-term approach. I like to tell people to take an approach of two to five years because if you do that long, if you commit to like, hey, I'm gonna figure out how to have abs and be really lean and ripped and look good and healthy, in two to five years, then you're going to create the habits around that that you could jump in and out of that for your whole life. So if you work on that and get your abs dialed in and are super healthy and fit for five years straight, then in 10 years, if you've fallen off the wagon, you know exactly how to get back on that wagon. So let's say you have a heart attack or something like that 10 years later, or you have some sort of health complication because you jumped off the wagon and it wasn't positive for your life. Because you spent those two to five years actually training and working and living your life in a way that was going to internalize the way of doing this, the way of actually finding this ab definition, which trickles down to much other many other things, then you're going to be able to jump right back into it. Hopefully you stick with it for your whole life and you teach it to many other people because our world needs more people like you to be doing that. But you're going to have now this internalized knowledge of knowing how to do it. And it's not really that hard. It's just habits and you have to follow a certain pattern. And why our schools and educators and uh, families and parents don't teach us these things, partly because they don't know, but the reason, the way that we feel like other things are more important than this is mind-boggling to me. It really is. It really is. You should know how to be healthy. And healthy in your health, most being the most healthy or the healthiest you can be, you're going to be lean, you're going to be energized, you're going to have you know, your sleep optimized, all of these things. It's all, it's full circle. It, you can't get around it. So why we don't focus on that thing and we go and get diabetes when we're kids and you know early adults and have all these pills shoved down our face, it's, it's disgusting. It's sad. So don't be that way. Reach out to me if you have any questions. Happy to help. Love to have you in the Get Better Project where we can I can help you personally optimize all this stuff for you. Go to thegetbetterproject.com slash two weeks to start off with two weeks. That gets you into our program. And you can start interacting with us, you know, on Facebook, via email, whatever it may be. You can ask questions on this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And I hope that you are taking this seriously, taking action, and helping yourself and those around you. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed this. The All Around Joe Podcast. We optimize your human performance for my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. So-